Well, hello, Zach and Andy here. And, uh, you know, our show is called A to Z No BS, but I think this is the first official episode of the Broken Bros series. Yeah, and this is going to start, this is going to be like a tangent series of like probably six or eight episodes where we're both like broken. At least. Well, right. It's only, it's only March. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Andy, uh, I mean, everybody knows that I have a broken right leg. So give us the update. What's, what's your news? Okay. So last Wednesday, so it's only been a few days now. Last Wednesday, I was sumo deadlifting. Um, I had ramped the week before I had ramped up to 365 for five reps. This week I was feeling, I just, I had time and energy. So I wanted to see if I could push a little bit further. So I ramped to 385 for, I thought like a double or a triple would be manageable. Um, and you know, I took my time warming up, getting there. It's not like I got to slap 385 on the bar and, and try to pull, but, um, worked my way up to 385 on the first pull, locked it out. No problem you know, touch the ground on the second pole, I locked it out and my elbow cracked. And I thought it was just a joint kind of like reorienting and I should have stopped. And I was like, one more. And so I tapped the ground, I pulled a third time and my right bicep, my pronated hand, excuse me, supinated hand, my right bicep tore and I felt it and saw it happen in real time. So the distal insertion of my bicep, kind of where it sits in that crook of your elbow, tore out um, in my clinical terms. Um, it exploded basically. And I went into shock and I sat on the ground and had, yeah, I had to like put my feet up for a little while. And like, yeah, it was bad. Luckily Mike was there at the gym. And so he was able to like, you know, kind of talk me down. He unloaded the bar or whatever, but yeah, my bicep decided to leave the chat in the middle of a heavy triple. And so I'm wearing a sling. So luckily from shoulder surgery a couple of years ago, I have this sling. So I've been keeping my arm at like a right angle. Um, and I have an MRI tomorrow and a follow-up with the same surgeon who uh, put my shoulder back together two and a half years ago. Um, this bicep tears on the same arm that he has already repaired. So I feel like he's going to be a little bit upset with me, but um, I was telling everybody, I was like, you know what? I'm just trying to keep me and him in the game a little bit longer. So it's all good, brother. Uh, so um, anyway, I'll know more about the extent of the injury and, and surgery is likely, but I don't know what that looks like. So I'll know more tomorrow on the next podcast. We'll talk about it. Sure. Well, first of all, dude, I'm very sorry. To to state the obvious, I can empathize. Okay. That's that's number one. Number two, you're obviously this isn't your first injury rodeo. Sure. You know, long term, you'll be fine. Um, third, karma's a bitch. <laughs> you were talking trash about my quad atrophy. <laughs> But here I am. Look, look. You see that? You see that? Get some. Get some, Andy Van. I am wearing my listening. shorts. I should just flex my giant legs right now, because I'm. So you've got the biceps. <laughs> I've got the quads. 
we make for one complete human man, at least at this point. If you put us together, we're 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 something. We're we're functional. We're something we're free, to behold. Right. I am curious. It'll be fun to be walking around Gym Five. Well, I say well, I'm gonna walk. You're gonna scoot. <laughs> I'm gonna be in a sling or like a brace, and you're gonna be on your scooter in Gym Five, and everybody's gonna be like, "What is like? What is their problem? What did they do?" Don't hang around these guys. You will get messed up. Yeah, clearly these guys don't know what they're doing in the gym. So, which, yeah, which um, I'm just glad that neither of our injuries happened in gym five, for that matter. Right, right. I will agree with that. Um, the interesting thing, uh, and I'm curious, you're, you've never been hurt working out, correct? Uh, like, you know, I mean, I've I've tweaked a shoulder, that kind of thing, but. I will say, um, I'm actually curious. Um, I was actually, one of my last powerlifting competitions, I was deadlifting, um, I'm pretty sure I was deadlifting conventional, but on the, I believe the second attempt, um, I locked out fine, but when I set the weight down, I felt quite a burning sensation in the, uh, bicep that I had supinated. Right. And it didn't necessarily hurt to like flex it or anything, but there was, like I said, there was a burning sensation and it really freaked me out. Um, and I stupidly went up and I did my third and the burning sensation intensified. <laughs> but but nothing as far as i know nothing ever happened from there so that's the closest that i've been to having some sort of bicep related uh or deadlift related bicep injury but i am curious since you're like the king of trap bar deadlift do you think that just the position was just something that your arm was not used to so we and we can flesh this out because you know hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, there are probably a number of things that probably here's the, here's the thing about this injury. It happened like that. So like it it wasn't like I went in three eighty five was within my potential means as far as a deadlift. It wasn't like five hundred pounds, which is way outside my abilities. Like I wasn't being stupid. So three eighty five was within my capabilities. Um, it was a sumo pull, which I don't normally pull sumo. And so maybe ratcheting up to that heavy of a weight on sumo when I haven't pulled sumo in years. Now, again, I had been pulling sumo more recently because my hips have been tolerating it. But it's a relatively new, like the last like month or so of pulling. So it's a different position, different style of deadlifting. But I always supinate that right side on my heaviest pulls anyway. So it's not like conventional or sumo was the make or break. The day before, my bicep was a little bit tweaky, but nothing like out of the ordinary, nothing beyond, you know, just I've been working out a lot. Um, so you could, in theory, like anytime you have these injuries, you could probably trace it back to a number of different things that went wrong. I, I won't say it was one thing um, that really set it off. Uh, but back to your question with the trap bar deadlift, I think it would have been, I think I, I would have gotten away with it. Um, the trap bar deadlift, the handles, as you and I both know, the handles are parallel. How do you want to describe them? Yeah, parallel, neutral, parallel suitcase to each style. Other. 
suitcase style. So I'm not externally rotated or, or um, right. supinated as extremely as I was with this deadlift pull or my bicep tour. So basically what I was telling everybody about it was, you know, when you externally rotate that shoulder and that, el like, you know, palms up showing the inside of that elbow, um, under that much load, that bicep really has nowhere else to go. So right. I, it right. really was at the longest length it could be under the most tension it could possibly be. So had I pulled with the trap bar, I don't think I would have had a problem. I mean, maybe a little bit of like twinginess, but not nearly the same. So that said, moving forward, because we're going to swap out the trap bar at the at gym, at our gym, I probably won't ever pull super heavy barbell deadlifts ever again. Um, mm. And that's, and that's relative. I say super heavy relative. Like after my shoulder surgery, I don't bench all that heavy anymore. Like I don't feel the need or want to even go heavier than about six or eight reps. I imagine my barbell deadlifting in the future will be much like that. Like there's no reason sure. for me to get to like five or fewer because it, you know, it was probably positional. It probably was load. I mean, but there's a lot of different things there. What I will sort of wrap this whole like soapbox like discussion on a lot of people out of general uh, concern for my well-being have asked the obvious questions like, well, you know, do you, should you really be going that hard? Or like, you know, shouldn't you be backing off or, or you know, should you, sh you know, could you have gone lighter? Or should you have done something, you know, and, and again, their concern is out of my well-being and not like, and only fitness people really get it. But the best analogy that I can come up with, fitness people get it. When I talk to my fitness friends, I'm like, well, you know, 365 for five, 385 for three. Everybody's like, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Like, shit just went sideways. The point I'm trying to make is that it would be like watching NASCAR drivers get into a car accident, like on the track and being like, well, couldn't, shouldn't they be driving slower? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, right. it's part of the sport. This, this kind of shit happens sometimes to the best of us. Um, mistakes happen as far as like loading or position or whatever. It's not an uncommon, well, it is a fairly uncommon injury, uh, but it happens. And so it happened to me. Yeah, man. I mean, bicep, you know, bicep tears on deadlifts are, you know, for, I mean, you see it more common in older guys who are also like deadlifting heavier. So at first, like my first reaction was like, Andy is way too young to have like a, a bicep tear. But again, I was thinking of like a full, a full snap of the tendon and having the sucker like roll up in your shoulder. So it's not, it's not that serious. It, yeah. um, but, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's still no laughing matter until we start comparing your biceps to mine. But, <laughs> but I'm just going to have a um, super jacked left one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you make a good point, man. It's like, you, you know, it's funny. Um, I was never like, I think we've talked about this a little bit. I was never really much into sports growing up and I didn't, I mean, I played outside, like I grew up on the farm. Um, but I, I never really hurt myself much growing up. So like, this is only the second time I've ever had stitches like in my entire life. But, um, you know, I, I remember hurting myself outside one day and, you know, feeling like kind of, um, I don't know, feeling, feeling embarrassed, feeling a little bit ashamed, like, ah, I should have been more careful, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my dad was like, 
you know what, son, like if, if you step outside of your home, you're at risk of getting hurt. Like no matter how, no matter how careful you are, he's like, the only, the only one who ever gets hurt is, uh, you know, he who doesn't get off the couch. And even then you're probably going to hurt yourself sitting on the couch somehow. So right. like, so there's that. And there's like, in this life, you, you choose your problems. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, what set of problems are you willing to, um, are, are you willing to expose yourself to where are the risks you're willing to expose yourself to? And so like, like with skiing, like, I had an amazing four days of skiing. I had skied on mogul runs and other hills that were way more dangerous than, than the one that I hurt myself on. Um, it, it was just, I just it, just, it was just a bad turn. And I mean, same thing, like you lift weights and you consider that you're over the course of years, you're doing like tens or hundreds of thousands of repetitions across right so many different exercises and um you know ideally you know the point of training is to build yourself up to be a resilient set to have a resilient uh quote-unquote injury proof body as much as possible but this stuff comes with the territory man and i mean like you i mean speaking to your point you weren't necessarily doing anything stupid from a programming standpoint outside of not going for that rep after your elbow talk to you a little bit right so so that's that's really it i mean it happens it happens to the best of us so um you know it's just the risks that we're willing to take and yeah i mean it's kind of weird speaking to people who aren't in the fitness scene so to speak but it's like yeah man it's the um it's it's the risk that we sign up for and i mean in the long run like if we're being honest I mean, a busted shoulder here or there, a torn bicep, you know, if, if that's like the worst thing that happens to you and over the long term, you've built up like your most robust body that's going to serve you for many, 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 many years to come, then it's like, I don't know, man, like that's, that's not a bad trade-off. Right. Right. And and I want, you know, and, and you and I spoke a little bit like about almost like survivorship bias earlier. Uh, and the only reason I, I kind of wanted to bring it up was, um, you know, I think we, we often as coaches will have clients who are nervous about deadlifting or nervous about bench pressing because, you know, aren't deadlifts bad for your back or, you know, aren't, aren't, is bench press bad for your shoulders? And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, on occasion, people will have injuries, you know, I had, a, you know, this elbow tear. So, you know, I think Eric Cressy is a well-known coach. He, he tweaked his back on a fairly submaximal deadlift. I think he can pull in the 600 range. And I think he tweaked his back at like 350. So like he was just warming up and, and busted his back. The point I'm trying to make is, you know, these things happen on occasion, but to your point, after thousands and thousands of reps and hours in the gym, I mean, yeah, sometimes things go sideways, but just because once, you know, I tore my bicep doesn't mean that every deadlift from here on out is dangerous for everybody all the time or bad for your back or bench pressing is bad for your shoulders. You know, bad bench pressing and bad deadlifting is bad for your you know, shoulders and back respectively. But 
um, on the whole, these exercises that we often coach or encounter come with very little uh, risk involved. And, and I think that uh, we should be, that should be, we could be careful about, you know, talking about, you know, injury this or injury that when it is incredibly rare to run into any problems with a lot of these lifts that you and I both enjoy and that we both uh, coach often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, man. And, you know, I mean, for that matter, again, injuries are great teachers. And I think I will, myself personally, when I get back into deadlifting heavy, I am probably going to make it a little bit of a more kind of, uh, I'm going to make it, uh, uh, I'm going to make it a more obvious point to deadlift double overhands more and not mm-hmm. and not go to the mixed grip when I don't necessarily need to and maybe even for that matter like maybe I'll start doing more trap bar or maybe even get back into lifting with straps mm-hmm. you know I I went through a brief period where I used them um, so learning from other people's mistakes and injuries I think I think is important um, so yeah I mean this is this is a a learning moment for, for me. And, you know, now I'm at the point where it's like, well, if I have, if I have little to any uh, inkling left to do powerlifting competition, why would I need to drive my maximal mixed grip deadlift through the roof? I, I don't. So if I can, if I can stick with double overhand, if I could stick with trap bar or slash using straps or a combination of all of the above, um, well, then that's, you know, that's, that's probably what I'm going to do. And just kind of seeing your injury is the probably the single thing that has like catalyzed that like nebulous idea into something that I am actually going to commit to. Right. Well, and the nice thing is that you and I train on Saturdays. So when you're back in town, I mean, it'll be a while before either of us are deadlifting again. Um, you know, but, um, right. but you know, it's something that maybe like you're going to have to go light. I'm going to have to go light on the way back to pulling from the floor. Cause you can't stand on one leg right now and I can't grab with one hand. So um, yeah, and neither of us are going to be deadlifting anytime soon. So this might be something as, as you and I both sort of gravitate back towards, you know, um, whether it's barbell or trap bar deadlifting, you and I can both kind of like maybe pump the brakes on each other and just be yeah. like, Hey, don't need to be lifting all that weight yet. We will get there, but not, not anytime soon. So, um, anyway, I think that's a, actually a good segue because I did want to talk about training and modified training now that you are in a boot and i'm in a sling i'm curious what your workouts and you're at home so like you know your equipment availability is different so give us a little brief you know what are you doing at the gym right now yeah what's your workouts like yeah so i actually just got done filming uh what is going to be a uh, a youtube video that's going to be a little recap on the injury and what my training is looking like. So it's all, it's all fresh in my mind. So what I have been doing basically every day, and I'm lucky that I have a, a good amount of equipment here um, at my folks house. Um, so I start with a hundred reps 
of band pull aparts, dislocates, and circles. Okay. Like any combination thereof, like mentally, I'm just like, just rack up a hundred reps. So that gets my upper body warmed up. That gets the blood pumping. And then from there, um, I'll do like, you know, banded uh, curls. I'll do banded like overhead extension. Again, just to, you know, build up more volume for the arms. Um, I also brought my Iron Mind grippers. I don't know if you've ever used uh, grippers much. Uh, no, but you and I can talk about that because I, I still have grip strength in my right arm. I just don't have like elbow flexion. So I got, like I can squeeze, but mm. I can't, I can't flex. So in, for the sake of, and we can talk about this off air maybe, but for the sake of some of my rehab, like a gripper on that right side, just to keep blood moving in that forearm might be a good little tool to do. On, okay. We'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah. So you got grippers. Yeah. So I, so I think the gripper is a good way to continue to train like the, um, like the tightness and the bracing stimulus mm -hmm. without needing to use extra weight. So, okay. so with a challenging gripper, like you really have to tighten up, you know, to, to click yeah, it's like a full, all the it's way. Like a full body thing. Yeah, it, it really is when you approach it in that, in that kind of way. So I'll, I'll click the gripper and then I'll actually do a pressing movement with the arm. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And your grip strength is, is positional dependent, right? So, so your grip strength just here with your fist in front of your chest is different than your arm extended straight over your head. Right. Huh. So, so you're, you're getting a great training stimulus there. So I'll, I'll grip and I'll press up, I'll grip and I'll press forward, I'll grip and I'll press down and I'll grip and I'll, and I'll move my arm back into shoulder extension. Okay. Yeah. I kind of so, like again, this. This is good, like rotator cuff training, too. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so again, all that stuff, like all that band pump up work, and then like the gripper, that's all to get the upper body online without actually having to use any weight. Okay. Uh, and so then from there, I will do. So, another example of doing that is then I'll move into uh, the pec stick, hmm. which, which we've worked a little bit. So again, you know, the pec stick, because it's, it, it requires some, some bracing and some tightness, but it's not an actual weight that you're lifting. It kind of goes into that same idea. So if the gripper is like, is obviously just like training the squeeze of your actual hand, the pec stick is training the squeeze of, your pecs, your shoulders, and both of your arms coming together. Right. So I'll knock out a bunch of pec stick closes. And from there, um, there it's just like a simple push-pull. So I'll just do seated kettlebell military press and either like a one-arm row or I've got a tree out here on the back patio that I'll do pull-ups off of. And so I'll just do like three to six supersets of push-pull and then I'll just wrap up with like dead bugs and random stretches on the floor. And that's about it. Okay. I like that. And I like that it's, it's all outdoors, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, basically. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. Um, 
do you have i saw your video of you're doing the pull-ups are you grabbing on the tree branch or do you have like rings no that's a tree branch okay look at you with all that look at that that's all that tarzan time that tarzan time play and dude you want to talk about you know people kind of raising their eyebrows like should you really be doing that like that's it's definitely an example because i hop off my scooter hop up in the tree so it's granted it's not the most safe way to get my pulling training in but you know it's it's safe enough well, there you go um i feel you so you know with my arm i've modified my training i, I have to go to gym five now i can't so the gym that i work in has a lot of of you know, it's got barbells and dumbbells and benches and stuff. And maybe for like an upper body push pull, not a problem really. Um, but it would be limited otherwise. Um, gym sure. five where you and I work out on Saturdays has everything. It, it's like your standard for lack of a better word, sort of globo gym. Um, so it has like, you know, leg extensions, leg curls, different leg extensions and leg curls, like, you know, and, and most notably that like, so what I've gravitated towards, cause I can't grab anything really um, with the right side. So I'm not squatting anymore, but I am hack squatting. So you and mm -hmm. I've used that hack squat before. It's hard. It makes yeah. like, I added a hundred external pounds to it and that felt heavy. I, I got eights today, but anyway. So, you know, for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know what a hack squat is, it's kind of like a leg press, but you're standing up in it. It's padded and you're pushing your feet away from, or pushing your body away from a plate. So it's kind of like a reverse leg press, but you know, um, gym five has the hack squad. It's got a leg press and then it's got cable machines, this and that. So, and, and plate loaded machines, this and that. So I literally just hack squat and throw some plates on there. Today I did some leg extensions, leg curls, some calf raises. Then I went to hack squat and uh, one arm shoulder press. So just left arm shoulder press and then, um, machine chest press and machine one arm row and then machine or a uh, cable, uh, lat pull down. So left arm lat pull down, like a truck driver pull. It's tricky in that room. Cause like people look at you funny cause you're wearing a sling and still trying to like get after it. And then also like, you know, that gym, I like try not to ask for help, but I can't change out handle attachments on those carabiners one-handed. I've tried, I've been trying and I don't like to ask for help, but every time I'm like, Hey, somebody, can you put help little old me put this carabiner thing together? Cause I can't do it one-handed. So anyway, so I'm doing a lot of lower body volume. So leg extensions, leg curls, hack squat, upper body push pull whatever and then today and you can't so this is where saturdays are gonna be tough because you can't do a lot of stuff that i can't do and i can do a lot of stuff you can't do so today my finisher was five minutes continuous body weight walking lunge on the turf i just set a time Whoa, okay and just don't stop just lunge back and forth on that turf um it was brutal i originally was like i can do 10 minutes and then i was like maybe eight i was like just do five see if you can handle five and five minutes was brutal but it was good so um you know i'm, I'm really wearing it out on the lower body stuff i'm not losing fat still 
<laughs> so I'm trying to get <laughs> I'm trying to get my diet. It's these weekends, man. I know exactly what the problem is. But anyway, focusing on the nutrition. I'm going to gym five, like three days a week and doing lower body and upper body, you know, whatever I can do. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, now that the weather's getting nicer, I'm going to try to make it out to Percy mm-hmm. and, do, and do the red trail because it's like 90 minutes of hiking. So that'll be my like cardio, whatever you want to call it. Um, and also get out in nature and, and do all that. So that's sort of the goal right now, but I'm sure that will all modify as I'm moving along right now. Honestly, I'm trying not to, cause I'm still working. I'm trying not to tear up my left shoulder because my right, right. shoulder has been, been fixed and it's great. My left shoulder is, is a little bit compromised. It's the weaker of the two by a mile. And now I'm over here, like picking up plates and moving barbells mm. and I'm trying to be helpful in the gym and, and I'm running the risk of tearing up my left shoulder. So I have to be, that's where I have to be really careful is, you know, can't use my right arm at all. I probably need to be careful about how much I'm using my left arm because having two surgeries at the same time would be a bitch. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. so right now I'm just trying to, yeah, move some weight and gym five really, you know, it has a million things to choose from. So really it's a great, uh, spot for me right now. Cause I can, you know, literally go in there and move some stuff around and, and feel good. So yeah. All right. I have to ask, cause this is, the most debil- this is the most debilitating injury you've ever had. What were your, emotion- what was your emotional sort of carousel about it? You know, here's the thing, man. I don't want to sound, how should I put this? I don't want to sound like too egotistical in like my hippie, like Zen mindfulness, but I've kept a really good attitude. I mean, like, I'll be honest, probably the low point was driving from the mountain clinic to the, or, you know, obviously getting driven by my friends from the mountain clinic to the hospital when I realized, oh, this is my right leg, I won't be able to drive. Hmm. That was kind of a mind fuck for me. And that's, that was, that was, a, that was a little bit of a blow. Um, because, you know, I, I drive to clients, you know, right. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that was, that was tricky, but honestly, man, like, like once, like once I got the diagnosis from the doc, like it's broken, you're going to have surgeries, you're going to be off your feet for a long time. Like once, like once the news was there, I could just accept it. Right. You know, it was a little weird when I was like sitting on the mountain and like waiting for ski patrol. And I was like, is this what a sprained ankle feels like? I feel like I should be able to walk around if I have a sprained ankle because it was nowhere in my mind that I could have had a broken bone, much less two. Right. Like that was just, that was just the furthest thing from my mind. So, so that was kind of weird, but once I actually knew the severity of it and like what I was in for, um, I, I could accept it. And, you know, I mean, as like weird as it was to have to spend the night like in the hospital in park city um i was chopping it up with the nurses like we were like we were having a good time and you know they're 
you know, like I'm, I'm a young capable guy. So it's like, I, I try to make their job like as easy as possible. Sure. And, and it was, everybody was like, so super nice, so super helpful. And apart from the obvious elephant in the room of having like an exoskeleton, you know, drilled through my foot, like it was kind of fun hanging out and chopping it up like with the nurses. Yeah. So I, I've just been trying to make, make the best of it. Um, and, you know, again, dude, like a, a big part of what I think we've actually talked about in one of our first podcasts has been uh, my, the, the healthy habit, right? The healthy habit that we do, that we've adopted in recent history. And mine was daily mindfulness meditation. Right. And a big theme of meditation is just being in the moment and being okay with whatever's happening. Huh. I didn't get on this train. I told you I wouldn't have it yet. <laughs> hey man, there's no time like the present. I know, right? Um, mine has been, you know, I would say that the shoulder injury was harder for me because losing mobility of your shoulder altogether. Like I have, like I can do, I can do like this shit. Oh, come on. I'm sitting on it. Like I can like move my arm. Like I can still do a lateral raise. I can do lateral raises. I can still, you know, very carefully brush my teeth. It's my dominant hand. And so that makes it infinitely more challenging. So like I can kind of brush my teeth if I support my arm with my other arm. And I can kind of wash my hair as long as I move very slowly. I can get dressed. I can tie my shoes. When I had shoulder surgery, I couldn't do any of that. Like none of mm -hmm. I couldn't wash my body, couldn't wash my hair, couldn't brush my teeth, couldn't cut my food. Like being that dependent on somebody else was a more serious blow than this is so far. So having that previous experience for me, it makes this a little bit easier. But I mean, like we're getting warmer weather. Everybody's cutting their grass here in Nashville. And I, I like to cut my yard. And I'm not going to be able to handle the machine for two, three, four months. Like I'm going to miss the entire summer season of like cutting. The, so like, yeah, I mean, you know, daily tasks that you kind of take for granted, you get a little bit bummed about it. You're like, well, shit, I can't, you know, driving is challenging. You know, I can't plant. I like, we have a front garden, like landscape. I can't plant new stuff this spring. So it's a little, it's more of a bummer than anything. Um, and I'll try to modify, but yeah, I mean, having your dominant hand taken away from you is a little challenging. So, um, luckily I've had the experience before, so I'm, I'm tolerating it a little bit easier this time. Uh, so yeah, I was curious how you were going about it. Cause every, I feel like everybody deals with injury differently. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Hey, you, you could probably just as easily construe it as like, not denial, but like, sweeping your emotions under the rug and i'm certainly i could be guilty of that as much as any like red-blooded american male but i i'm always just trying to to frame it as just like total acceptance like it's a shit sandwich you gotta eat it it's just what happened and actually so making this video that i just finished today where i was talking through the accident and going to the hospital, that that really sucks because, man, you just think you just think, man, if I had just if I had just turned a half a second earlier, oh yeah, or if I had just done this or just done that, 
So like the real tricky thing is, is like, okay, take the lesson. But honestly, un until I made this recap video, I hadn't really thought about the accident itself, like hardly at all. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, man, I'm just, I'm trying to keep that perspective. And honestly, like once I got um, the plates and screws in uh, a couple weeks ago, to me, my mentality just switched to, okay, at this point, we're just, we're just checking off the days because it's just a matter of time. Right. Like all you have to do is rest. You let the gr bones grow. Like it sucks. It's going to be, it's going to be months long, but every day you're going to be closer in three months, four months, it's going to go by one way or the other. So just, just check it off as it, as it comes. Right. And I think too, for me, cause I'm a day before my surgical consult. So I really don't know what timeline I'm looking at yet. Um, so, you know, the unknown, yeah. Like once I get through tomorrow and know kind of like, you know, if I have to have surgery, I'll probably have to have surgery when that'll be what that looks like, you know, acutely after surgery and then what the rehab process looks like. Then, like you said, it's just checking off the days. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter. Once I get on the other side of tomorrow, I think I'll, I'll have a better picture about what I'm looking at. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. You know, just take it one day at a time, I guess. Yeah, man. They were, so they were funny though. When I was, I got an x-ray and saw my surgeon's PA last week. And she was looking at me and she was like, because they know my, the history of my shoulder because they did it. She was like, the amount of damage in your right shoulder that was repaired a couple years ago. She's like, we don't, we don't see that in a 30 year old, like ever. Like you had a torn labrum and torn rotator cuff and bone spurs. Like that is a, like an insanely damaged shoulder for someone your age. I was like, I know I aim to please. Full send, everybody. I only know how to full send. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, once I'm, once I'm past tomorrow, I'll feel better about all of it. But yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. As, yeah. Uh, as Tom Petty wrote, once wrote, the waiting is the hardest part. You know, I'm not a Tom Petty fan. You and I have talked about Ooh. this. <laughs> I feel like those are fighting words, but you're a few hundred miles away, so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I'm not a big Tom Petty fan, but that's okay. Hey, nobody's perfect. <laughs> that's right. All right, uh, brother. Do, do we have time for core stuff? You know what? I think I think let's honor this time. Let's honor this episode as like as like a a fulcrum point. This is, I think, our twelfth recorded episode, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Mm -hmm. All right, so. It's it's the it's the twelfth episode, um, the 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 first of the Broken Bows Bros uh, series, the the bang the Bang Bros series. <clears throat> you okay over there? I think uh, I think in the just just choking on a gnat. I think, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So I think uh, I think let's save let's save some of these other themes that we had in mind for for yeah. the future. Hopefully, we'll have. Uh, a special guest here soon. I'll, I'll um, message a couple people today, actually. Um, I did, I wanted to ask, when was the last time you listened to the last two podcasts, episode 10 and 11? When, how, have you listened to them recently? Um, I listened to 
episode 10 pretty much all the way through when we published okay just just on last friday right yeah and then i have not listened to episode 11 which is communication right right i have not listened to that at all so i listened to both because i listened to them a couple times because i need to write i had to write the captions and then um we were listening to one on the drive back from chattanooga this weekend there's a lot in both of those podcasts that for my own physical abilities did not age well at all. I was listening to it. I don't remember what I said, but I was sitting there listening to it with Megan in the car. And I was like, Oh my God, something about my physical abilities and how strong I was and how like jacked and, you know, ready to be like <laughs> beast mode for the summer did not age well, considering the injury that I'm now dealing with. I was laughing about it. I was like, I can't believe I said it, it was a bunch of times too. I was like, damn writing was on the wall and all that cosmic karma for making fun of me i was making fun of you Ugh, i shouldn't have done that <laughs> if the woulda shoulda coulda i shouldn't have made fun of zach for his broken leg because all that <laughs> karma came back at me that's what i shouldn't have done so all right man <clears throat> i think this episode should be oh can you hear me um you're kind of in and out but Title for uh, I think we're uh, we're chopping up. All right, title for this episode is going to be "Karma's a Bitch." We will leave it at that. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, A to Z, Andy and Zach here. We may be broken, but we're still not pulling any bullshit. Andy, there you go. If you can hear me, you want to sign off real fast? No, I love that sign off. I would high five you if I was sitting next to you. I appreciate that for what it's worth, bro. All right, y'all. A to Z, no BS. Thanks for listening. We'll tune in next time. Bye, guys.